0: Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Monday, June 12th, with the VGK gearing up for Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final tomorrow, looking for their first chance to capture the Stanley Cup, and they're looking to do it on home ice. Now, as much as we've tried to give you some insight during this Stanley Cup run for the Golden Knights here on VGK Today, there's another crew that's been doing a wonderful job at taking you inside the playoffs altogether. I'm talking, of course, about the great people that put together Quest for the Stanley Cup, a series that follows the NHL postseason and gives you access to those moments that you don't otherwise get to see through exclusive interviews, behind-the-scenes content, and mic'd-up players, coaches, and referees during games they've done a great job so far this postseason and of course during the final they've had a lot of great content with the vgk and the florida panthers as each tried to capture their first ever stanley cup to get some insight on the show overall and how the current season is evolving ashley vice sat down with the show's producer eric paulin all right
1: thanks justin well one win away that's all it's going to take for the golden knights to raise the stanley cup for the first time in franchise history, and. What a journey it's been, and I'm here with Eric Paulin, who's had a front seat uh, the whole way. Uh, He's a producer uh, for Quest for the Cup. It gives you a really good behind-the-scenes look at everything Vegas Golden Knights throughout this playoff run. Uh, Eric, if you could first, just for anyone who hasn't seen Quest for the Cup for any reason, first of all, they aren't doing it right, Uh, but uh, what's the goal of the show?
2: Well, the goal is to take a look at the playoffs, the Quest for the Cup. through the eyes of the team, getting as close as we can, behind the scenes access, um, taking the players into their lives, what they do off the ice, taking a look at the games from a very different perspective. I think for these games, we have two players on the Stanley Cup games uh, final. We have two players from each team on microphones. We have both coaches on microphones and two refs. So that's eight people on microphones. And we just try to give you guys an inside look. We try to give the fans an inside look at what it's like to try and win the Stanley Cup. And we've been very lucky this time around. Our first feature was with Bruce Cassidy. And um, we have you know, been here, I think it's seven weeks now, tomorrow. Um, and. Uh, team has been incredible and incredible and having a front seat look is exactly the way that 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 I would describe it
1: and you get really good uh, really good access that's one thing you know fans get good access good idea of what happens through the team's digital channels but nothing like uh, what you guys are around for and some of those features that you guys do uh, what role do you play in the production process
2: well I'm the producer which means that I deal with a lot of logistics I set things up now I'm constantly talking to our edit team in New York uh, Tim Mullen who's and Jackie Decker and Steve Stern who are our executive producers and we're just constantly running storylines down you know here's what we want to do here's like here's what we want to do next. here's our focus. can we do something with him and the PR crow from the Vegas Golden Knights has been bar none as good as good a set of people that I've ever dealt with in 35 years in this business. So it's been, can we do this? Sure. Can we do? Can we go to Aiden Hill's house and make coffee with him? Not knowing that he makes an unbelievable cup of coffee that's in the, the last episode. You'll see it. But um, it's just been this incredible experience. And the guys, after a few days, have really made us feel that um, welcome into their locker room. and you know there's always that line that you don't want to cross and they just everybody the coaching staff and every person on your staff and and the players and that they they've they just welcomed us in and it's been it's been unbelievable
1: what's the favorite feature you've done on a golden Night so far this playoffs
2: well, that's not really fair because each <laughs> one had its own little yeah. and i'm going to answer it very politically correctly i mean bruce and his staff have given us access to watch his film sessions and the sports nerd in me could have sat there all day and watched it and I learned so much and now I'm watching the game the other night thinking guys guys <laughs> Bruce said that come on yeah he told you about this and I'm watching Braden McNabb and he's looking and he's looking and 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 they, they executed it exactly the way that they they told them to execute it we went to Jack. We went to Jack Eichel's house, and we walked the dog with him. And we saw the relationship with he and his girlfriend, and it was just. It's been. There's. There's. The other day we came here and we did some with Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault. We had about thirty minutes with them, and it, there's. It's. It's just been. I mean, like you said, to watch it so close, and our cameraman Steve. LeMay capturing all these images and um, the guys, he goes into the room like 5.30 every day on a game day or not 5.30 in Vegas, but like two hours, two and a half hours, they're doing their sticks and they all want to ask him questions and they all want to be a part of it. And then the audio is so important, too, that Ben captures in the locker room. And as the guys have felt more comfortable, they've let us stay in a little longer and a little longer and a little longer. And you get these moments, you know, there's a there's a when Jack got hurt the previous in in the previous games. um, There's a moment where, hey, Jack, are you okay? And pans, the camera pans back to him and he goes, yeah, yeah, I just got the wind knocked out of me. You don't capture these moments on the broadcasts and the and the public doesn't get to see them. And thanks to the NHL and Steve Mayer and Russ Cibarini, Ryan Bader, Tim Kowalski, the guys there, John Delapina and PR, um, they cap, we get to capture these incredible moments that are so real and so raw. And then we just put them all together in this incredible show.
1: You mentioned Bruce Cassidy being a great off the, off the top right from the beginning. We know how he is uh, with us. We know how he is with media. We know he, he's not camera shy. Like you said, he'll, he'll spill his guts about any and everything hockey. It's like a hockey clinic every time he does a press conference. But how have you seen him get more and more comfortable as the process has gone on? Because it almost seems like he's just used to a camera crew around him at any and all times.
2: Well, I know that he's done this before. Um, they were there in 2019 with the Bruins. And um, it was the guys who were with the, with the East with the Eastern, the, the Eastern crew is there. Um, and they were with him the whole time. And um, the other producer, Jason Katz, said, my God look, God, look at how big Cole and Shannon have gotten in, in, in four years. Um, so he's done it. And then that first day, we, we kind of asked for like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And Nate, Yule got back to us and said, yeah, of course. Yeah, Fine, whatever whatever you guys need. And I think what really went far was we were in that first meeting, and the guys were in the corner of the room, and Bruce pointed to them and said, "This is quest for the Stanley Cup. There's going to be a camera around from now until as far as we go. Uh, get used to it." And I think that it that a moment like that is really important for us, and they see the players see that the coaching staff is you know, is is all in on this. And then you go to Jack's house and Jack probably comes back, hopefully comes back and tells the guys, oh, these guys are cool, you know, play along with them. And uh, again, I can't describe how much fun it's been. I can't believe, I can't describe how, um, it's almost indescribable. I'm not gonna be an athlete. I tried, you know, in high school, and this is as close as you can get. And I hope that we convey what we're seeing to the public, to the to the Golden Knights fans, to hockey fans in general. And and we're really here to to grow the sport. And I hope we we do a good job of that.
1: You certainly conveyed it up to this point. And you just gave Bruce Cassidy a lot of credit for you know the players opening up to you a little bit and word of mouth between the players. But a lot of that goes on you as well because you know not stereotype, but hockey players are known to be more private. Uh, Especially considering some other sports and professional athletes. How do you go about building trust, making those relationships? I feel like that's a lesson not only for anyone interested to do what you do one day or what I do one day, but just people in general.
2: I think that we're, I think just being around at the beginning. Um, Steve LeMay, our cameraman, says it takes about three to four days of really being around a lot for them to start opening up to you. And they see what we're doing and they see the pieces and they see the perfect example was we did the first piece with Bruce with the film sessions and, um, you know, that the the all access to his meetings. We showed it to the Dallas guys and we said we would like to do the same thing with Pete DeBoer. Pete watched the piece and said, okay. So you get that trust from doing these pieces. And, and, you know, we are a part of the NHL, so n- we are going to do all positive things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be to grow the sport. It's going to be to get the Golden Knights out there, to get the Dallas Stars out there, to get the Florida Panthers out there, or any teams that would have won. So once the the guys start seeing the shows, and they're, you know, I'm very biased, but they're excellent. They are. Um, no, No question. No they, bias there. Thank you. And... The guys see the shows and then they start talking about it. And, and 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they're gonna sit down with their kids and they're gonna go back and they're gonna watch these moments and they're gonna say, wow, look what I did. And, and, and look at how cool this was. And look at, look at how much fun we were having. And that, that, was the thing, that was the thing that I saw the other day right over here was that um, they lost a really tough game three. And Bruce, in a three-minute meeting, turned their mood around. We're not going to do any X's and O's today. We're not going to look at any mm-hmm. video. And then we got to just follow them around for a couple hours. And Marchie and Riley Smith are having a putting contest. And then they're playing soccer in there. And they're laughing. And they're wrestling around. And it was like we buried game three. Yeah, it was tough. But we're going to game four. And the mindset changed immediately. And those are the moments that you really are... Inside the the team, and those are really cool.
1: You mentioned Jonathan Marchessault's name. Uh, he's a guy who is known to to not be quiet. What's it What's it been like being around him? What have you learned about him?
2: Uh, he's really incredible. Um, he's he's one of those guys that um, loves the camera, especially when there's a group around. When there's a group around, he is the guy who I wouldn't say because there's a lot of guys in that room who can who can grab that camera and yeah. take it, including Phil Kessel. Um, <laughs> but Jonathan, I would say, is, is, is a camera magnet. He's really a camera magnet. He's had an incredible, incredible playoff. There's always a smile on his face. He's always laughing. And that's the other thing with this team. When we just go in the locker room and we're just messing around, watching a guy get dressed, and there was one day they were talking, Phil and Jack were doing, I mean, Phil and Jack should have a reality yeah. show. <laughs> But Phil and Jack were just being themselves. My my stomach hurt for an hour after I was laughing so hard. But yeah, Jonathan, I would say is, you know, as funny as he is and as incredible as he is, he's one of the leaders in that room, and and it's it's very very obvious. And there's an interesting array of leadership in that room too, with with. Mark Stone who you know for those of you old enough to remember EF Hutton when Mark Stone speaks you know people listen yeah you know he doesn't say much he doesn't uh, but when he does that room stops that room stops and then you have Alex who was the Alex Petrangelo who was the captain of the St. Louis Blues when they won the Stanley Cup and he commands so much respect and I also love that the, every person in that room has a voice every player in that room is listened to and we did a little piece last week on what uh, what phil kessel and paul cotter who aren't playing what they mean to the room and um it, it, and, and to just to just get back what you asked but yeah jonathan is the camera magnet in that room that you go in there and it takes you all of two seconds to figure Brat out that that, that 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 that's the guy
1: yeah how many seasons have you worked on this show in particular
2: i've done this the last two seasons i was I spent a lot of time in Denver last year mm-hmm. with Colorado, and uh, that was a great experience as well—a very different experience, but wonderful nonetheless. Um, we were still dealing with COVID. I mean, guys didn't see me without a mask until the end of the until the end of the run, literally. Yeah. Um, I looked at Jared Bednar after they beat Edmonton. I was having dinner at the bar, and I said, do you know who I am without the mask. <laughs> I've mascots. been
1: following you for... Yeah, and yeah. he laughed.
2: He said, of course I know who you are. Um, so it was a very different experience. And even, I mean, you think back to it, it's a year ago, and we were still wearing our masks, right. and, and COVID was still prevalent. Um, and I, I did this in 2000. I did the winter classic in 2016 and 17. So I know Alex from there. Okay. And so I spent 30 days with them. We flew on the plane with them. So you really, that's a different experience. It's a different kind of experience because the access is, it's during the regular season, the access is excellent. So I know Alex from there. And um, in 2000, that playoff year in 2017, I was with Mark Stone's Ottawa team, which was um, made an incredible run in the playoffs at the, they they lost in seven games to Pittsburgh in double overtime. They had about two and a half lines going. Everybody was hurt. Um, so, I, I, and then in 2018, I did all the editing. We did one minute pieces. So I, I guess four or five years I've been involved on and off.
1: You mentioned Alex Petrangelo's name and that you followed him when he was with the St. Louis Blues during the uh, Winter Classic. Steve, your videographer also covered both him and Ivan Barbashev, when they won the cup with St. Louis Steve back was, in 2019, Steve was with us.
2: Steve was with us. That was the first time I ever worked with Steve in 2016. Wow! So okay. he was he was with he was with Alex and I back then. Alex got the timeline confused because he said, "You know, we did this in 2019." I said, "I wasn't there in 2019." He's like. Yes, you were, you were there. But so, Steve no, I was. Steve was there, and Steve was there in 16 and 17.
1: Not years. to ask you to speak for him, but you know, he was around Alex Petrangelo at that point, Ivan Barbashev at that point, uh, you know, the biggest moments of their professional careers up to that point, most exciting moments outside of you know, their marriages to their wives and having children. Um, what's it like for you guys? Like, how does it come full circle when you have a chance to be around those same guys again after you know, being part of those big moments with them?
2: Well, it's nice because they remember you i did the phil kessel piece when um when he he broke his iron man streak in, in mm-hmm. san jose right yeah. um in san jose and alex got off the bus and we were filming him and he you know he remembered hey how you doing like those are the moment like you know that they remember you they respect you and um those are the moments that that really mean something uh Miko Rantanen when I went out there for the playoffs and I I did I did the uh opening night banner for them and like they hug you and like you've spent you've spent two months with them you know um and we're there every we're there every day whether we're talking to them whether we're doing a piece with them and they see us and and you do become part of the landscape especially in a situation like this where the team has just given us access to as much as possible within reason. So, yeah, it's really it's it's incredible to be you know like you said the front row observer to these to these incredible moments. I remember being on the ice last year with, with, um, with Colorado, and there were very few people in the locker room filming. I mean, it was the team, it was the staff. NHL Network had a camera that they were going in, and us. I mean, there's 40 people in that room, yeah. 50 people in that room, and we're one of them. I'll never forget that, ever.
1: So you've done a lot of production work covering many different sports, many different events. Why do you love hockey?
2: You know, I, I liked hockey. I liked hockey before I started working on it. And then I fell in love with it. And now there is not a night that when the playoffs start, if I'm home or if I'm on the road, I will stay up and I will watch. It doesn't matter what series it is. I am watching every single game until the end. If there are four games on, I'm watching as much of the games. And I live on the East Coast, so I'm not sleeping. Yeah. It's one o'clock in the morning sometimes these games end, and then you're wired. And, and you, you, you find in these teams, guys that you like and guys that you respect and who respect you, and you, you, you do, you naturally get invested in them. So early on, because Bruce was our first piece, I was like, okay, they're good, this team, they're good. And I, the first team that I pitched in my story ideas and, and I did the West and I had I had 16 to 24 basic story ideas and the first one that I pitched was this is this team you know had an off year last year for the first time Bruce Cassidy came in things changed. why did they change um, and they won the they were the best team in the West yeah. you know you have the you have edmonton who's you know got connor and they're the sexy quote unquote pick but this is a working man's team with four lines who play six six incredible uh, three incredible defensive pairings of two guys each six defensive players and everyone contributes in that room and that's the story that I wanted to convey I didn't know it as well as I know it now and man
1: has that played out yeah for it really yeah. it really <laughs> has
2: played out I mean they start the fourth line most of the time last yeah. night was the first time I think in nine games that they didn't start the the, the that they didn't start the fourth line yeah. I guess he wanted to change things up but um, yeah I mean that you you Keegan Colasar was mic'd last night. You know, he's on that fourth line. And when he is not playing, he is on that bench. And, and the first game we had him and, and Marchesaw on the mics, and that was incredible. <laughs> but Keegan is like, Keegan is the best, is, is the best motivator, the best cheerleader between See, him that, and Jonathan. that's the kind
1: of stuff that we wouldn't know because right. he's not the most talkative. Right. You don't think of him as the loudest in the room from, but he's, from our perspective. But
2: he's got a great personality. And he loves to play hockey. And it really comes, that's the, that's the thing I think in our show that you see how much he loves the game, how much guys love the game with these mics on them. And he's a guy who, you know, again, you wouldn't know much about. He's a fourth line guy, but he is an energy guy. Yeah. And, and he's out there just motivating guys and guys make saves. And, and there's moments where like, he literally yelled, "Oh my, oh my God!" Like some big play, and then he'll he'll a save, and, and he's and he's the first guy screaming, "All right, you know, go we'll see, you know, come on, Barbie!" And he's just yelling stuff to the team, and it's great, and it makes great TV. And we have these bench cameras in the penalty box that capture the benches, um, these unmanned cameras that have been uh, really fun to to go take a look to take a look at, and we've used them very well throughout the shows.
1: Last one for you. Are you going to step up your coffee game after watching Aiden Hill's morning routine?
2: I, I, can, I, I, I can't do that. I mean, as I get older, I like coffee more and more, but um, that was... That, I, I jokingly said to the guys, I'd like to go over to Aiden's house and watch him make his cup of coffee and just talk to him and see his morning routine, and then we'll come over to practice with him, and, you know, we'll do a piece on Aiden, and, and, and not to go off the, the subject, but that's something that, that's something where luck just kind of plays into everything. We, we spend the whole day with Aiden. We did, uh, the morning routine. We did practice with him. He wore the microphone for us at practice. We went to media day with him and, um, he's player of the game, the next game. Like you can't, you can't write a better script than that. And that's just, you know, Aiden is a story. He yep. came off the bench. He's what is he ten and four now? Eleven and four? I don't know the number in the playoffs. But that's what happens in the playoffs. And when you when you really get to follow a story from beginning and then it plays out naturally, um, organically. That's that's pretty cool.
1: If you don't know what we're talking about with uh, with the coffee talk, be sure to tune in to Quest for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Incredible stuff, Eric. Glad to have you around uh, up to this point, and hopefully uh, it ends the way the Vegas Golden Knights want to, and we hope you can be part of it. Thanks for doing this.
0: Thank
2: you for having us.
0: If you haven't checked out the show yet, you can do so over on ESPN+. Five episodes are currently up and available to watch on demand, with more to come as the final wraps up and the story all comes together for either the Panthers or the Golden Knights. Re-airs will also happen on select ESPN channels such as ESPN2 and ESPN News if you don't have an ESPN Plus subscription. Feels a bit meta going even further behind the scenes on how Eric and the rest of the crew take us behind the scenes already with the teams, but fun to hear from Eric and some of the stories and experiences that he's had from his time on the show, and you can really tell the good relationships that he's built with a lot of the players across the league and how much those guys have embraced having that crew around to capture these special moments. And there will certainly be some special moments tomorrow at Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Again, the Golden Knights and Panthers dropping the puck at 5 p.m. Pacific time from the Fortress, Vegas, with a three-games-to-one series lead and an opportunity to hoist the Stanley Cup at the end of the night if they're able to get one more win. The environment at T-Mobile Arena is going to be loud, raucous, chaotic, whatever word you want to describe. It is going to be an electric atmosphere at the Fortress tomorrow, given the circumstances around the game. And if you're looking to get to the game again, even with a high demand given the circumstances, always keep an eye out for holds to be released on tickets to the game. You never know what might pop up for you there as puck drop approaches. If you do plan on coming down to Game 5 tomorrow, well, be sure to wear your gold. Trying to make it a sea of gold at the fortress tomorrow. Let the VGK make use of that home ice advantage so they have the best chance of grabbing a win and lifting the Stanley Cup on home ice. That'll do it for today's episode. As always, I'll remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow we're back with a preview of game five of the Stanley Cup final between the Golden Knights and and the Panthers with the Stanley Cup in the building and waiting for the Golden Knights should they come out with a victory. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 57 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.